Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. What's your update this week? What are you sticking with? Let's get it. Let's get it right. Well, so I'm switching it up this week. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so I guess it's kind of a sticking with it, kind of a new. Um, as you know, well, you introduced me to the broadsheet mm-hmm. from Fortune. It's Fortune Magazine or Fortune.com. All of the above. All of them have the broadsheet, which is a specific newsletter for, um, like, it's centered around women's everything, like po- politics, business movement, all of it is covered in the broadsheet. And I really loved it. So I have been sticking with that for probably the last year. It's a really strong part of my morning routine. And I really, really love it. They had covered in the broadsheet a few weeks ago, um, an article that was originally posted in their like sister uh, uh, newsletter called Race Ahead. And so I then transitioned over to race. And they were like, if you want to subscribe to Race Ahead, these are the kinds of things that they do. And like, just click on subscribe. And so obviously I can't help myself. (laughs) So I did. Um, And I've been getting it for a few weeks now. And Race Ahead is is new specifically around the experiences and updates for people of color and underrepresented groups. And so it follows the same format of, of broadsheet um, and has like the highlights and then the like not smaller news, but like shorter clips, the, like quick hits. Exactly. And I really, really loved it. I really loved it. And it's stories that I honestly, because sometimes like broadsheet and skim have overlap mm-hmm. and I haven't seen any overlap with race aheads um, articles that they're sharing either on Twitter or on Broadsheet, or on Skim. Like, it's actually, it's kind of amazing, because usually, like, I'm seeing some of the same things, at least. Um, But I also think the take that Race Ahead has has a very specific angle to it, right? So I have enjoyed, and and it covers, like, LGBTQ plus initiatives. It covers um, people of color. It covers all of the overlapping identities that you can think of. And... It also, like, the quote at the end of Broadsheet is usually linking to um, an article, like a separate article. The quote at the end of Race Ahead seems to be something that the editor just really enjoyed. And that's what's included. There's not usually a link associated with it, which I also appreciate that it's just like, I'm going to leave you with this thought kind of a thing. And it really has been, yeah, it's been really educational, firstly, to learn about different, like, politic things, business things, world news things that are are just not something that I was seeing in any other place that I was getting my news on a regular basis. So I would highly suggest like at least tapping into it. It's every it's the same as broadsheet. It's every uh, weekday and they take off for all the same holidays and stuff like that. Um, but I'm really into it. And again, it's only been maybe like a few weeks of um, – newsletters that I've been getting from them, but I'm super into it. And I think it's a, it's a good one that people should tap into. Yeah. I love the the thought of finding something that provides content that we don't see as often. Yeah. Um, because the, my greatest annoyance is like repetitive content that yeah. I'm just being barraged by the same thing. And that means that I'm not getting exposed to enough information. Right. Because I'm just reading the same thing slightly phrased differently right like a different quippy headline (laughs) and that's not going to help me any (laughs) uh and so to in our quest to find more unique content or just like expose us to different ideas i think this is an awesome 
thing to look into. I'm a well, big fan. Big, big fan. We will um, link to it in show notes so everybody sure has it. Uh, queenspeaking.com slash 92. 92. How did we get here? We are consistent. <laughs> Short answer, we do it every week. S- slow and steady wins the race. Always. Always. So that's my update. Um, and I am a really big fan. So I'll look forward to hearing your thoughts on if you subscribe and check it out and then uh, everybody else's thoughts as well. I'll give it a look-see. I appreciate that. What is your update? I have been actively pursuing uh, more interests, diving deeper into my interests. I love this journey that you're on. It's, it I is really a journey. I really do. I'm a really big fan. I feel like this should be our consistent update is how you're doing on this journey because I genuinely love that you have almost like by um necessity have had to go back and like figure these things out which i think is really exciting even if it is a little scary and like unnerving at times but i'm loving hearing like when you have updates around this love it so much Mm -hmm. um so one of the things that i've been doing is actively pursuing restaurant outings and Obviously, as the season is uh, fall activities, um, because they're among my favorite things. Mm. So because of that, I think um, being able to pick and choose the things that are of interest to me and feeling like I'm instead of feeling, I think the scenario I was in before Mm -hmm. is having too much on my plate or having to do a lot of things and ending up feeling burnt out by the things that I love so much. The flip side is like, being very present in fewer things and knowing how much value that brings me and knowing like this is a thing that I'm treating myself to once or twice a week because as we talked about in our why it's important to take a break (laughs) one of the things that I've been trying to do is like maximum giving myself two days a week of nothing things and so someone's like oh the opposite of what I was thinking okay hey can you meet me out and I already have like a maybe like a Tuesday, Thursday. I need those three days. I could be like, hey, we could do it like a Saturday evening mm-hmm. if I don't have a Saturday daytime activity. It's like maximum two days during the week and then one day during the weekend. I am such a fan. And I don't feel burnt out as much anymore. I love that. And that pacing is necessary for me because I need the recharge time and being able to feel like I have acquired a balance, mm-hmm. but also taking pressure off myself not to do it all and feel like I'm still exploring and like doing things that I feel really excited about and really fulfilled by and like actively enjoying it. That is awesome. It's great. I love that. I am such a fan of that. And I now I'm going to implement the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm stealing it because I feel like you know, it's always the fear of saying no and all of those like silly things. And sometimes I feel like when I'm not feeling burnt out, I'm like, oh, I could fit that. I'm not feeling so bad this week. But like that just perpetuates the problem. Whereas exactly. like if you just like are okay with creating the balance and knowing that like feeling good is what you're going for, <laughs> like remembering that is super important. Because the I think the thing that I tell myself too in those moments is like if I try to fit this in, it will feel, I won't be 
present in the moment. Yeah. It will feel worse and I won't be able to be there for the person or be there for the activity in the way that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And then it'll feel like I can't wait for this to be over. Yep. And I never want to feel that way, especially when it's with people that I like. Right. Because it's not about them. At that point, you're like, I'm like barely hanging on right now. And that's not fair to you. And it's not fair to the people that you're with. Yeah, no way. I am such a fan of that process. Because I think for a while now, we've been trying to figure out like this balance and saying like, you know, the BNO days, the snow days, like, and that was fun for a while, but it was hard for me to stick with that for some reason. But I like this like acknowledgement that like I have a two day max during the week and a one thing max on the weekend and it can't like live within like the same day period. I think that that is and it seems so silly because it seems like something you like can stick to but Mm -hmm. it's really easy to like and I think it's the same thing about what I had to do with my budget you're flipping the perspective instead of saying like I'm having snow days this this and this day I'm saying I'm doing things this and this day yes and that's the perspective change that is necessary I love that yeah we're doing that all right I'm I'm excited you're inspired. I'm really inspired, which is, you know, one of the huge benefits of doing this. What we're here for. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I think I have. I'm able to start that maybe into like mid-November. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, cool. So that's when I'll like really give it my best shot. Perfect. I'm, I'm ready for you. I'm really, I, I really, I feel like I'm like just jiving with that right now like on my insides you're gonna love it really liking that (laughs) i've been consistent with it for two months now and i have never felt better i like your trial run period before sharing out exactly (laughs) i was like now's the time i love that okay i'm gonna try it uh cool (laughs) um cool cool (laughs) awesome give it to me straight said what are we talking about today uh, as you know, we are quite different, you and I, and <laughs> not actually. We have that's true. Actually, we've in the process of doing this probably found out we're, we're like more alike than we thought. Um, but one of the things I've noticed about us, I think maybe when we first became friends, more so than like the friends we are now, um, is the difference between our styles of motivation. And I'm talking about internal, like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And I always thought that kind of like one was better in quotes than the other. Like it was better to be one than the other. And so this week's episode, we're going to talk about motivation and what like the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic is. Is one better than the other? How do you do them? When is it like, you know... (laughs) How do you do motivation? <laughs> like, when does motivation show up for you? How do you, like, reinvigorate when mm-hmm. you need it? Kind of all the things that go along with this concept of being motivated and having some kind of motivation. And I think when I, like, originally pitched this, I was like, I'm not sure what it looks like, but I know I've been thinking about it a lot. So, <laughs> so maybe let's figure that out. I feel like it's always on your mind. It is. Not your, like, oh. your as, like, a, a greater whole. Because I've yeah. been having this conversation um, just with, like, other people. And, like, I've been reading about it because mm-hmm. it's, like, how do I motivate other people? Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. How do I give someone tips on me? Like, my brother was asking me about stuff. He gave me a book recommendation. Things came up. And I was, like, this is all just, like, good information to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think taking, like, the better or worse – 
perspective out of what motivation is. Yes. Because you know I have a tendency to be like, everything I do is the worst way of doing things. And I should probably stop doing that because it's not kind to myself. Not kind to you. No. (laughs) And there is, I mean, you know, just in the first pass at thinking about this, I don't necessarily think there is a better. I think there is a situational, um, which is what we're going to get into. So uh, let's get into it. (laughs) Perfecto. I think kicking it off, obviously defining what intrinsic and extrinsic motivation is, is probably important. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, So just to reiterate to the greater whole of the Queen speaking community, whether you know it or not, Uh, Intrinsic motivation is more about doing something because it's personally rewarding to you. And extrinsic motivation involves doing something because you want to uh, earn a reward Mm -hmm. or like be acknowledged for something uh, or just avoid being scolded for not doing a thing. (laughs) Right. Which is so fun (laughs) and interesting. Yeah. And I think uh, you definitely... As, a, as an individual, I think lean one way or the other. And I yeah. think thinking about it, especially when it comes to your professional world, right. is really important to know like what keeps you going because setting goals is really important to the work that you're doing mm-hmm. and staying motivated on those things and knowing how you can do that. I think for whatever reason, I used to, in my previous role, I used to think that like external pressure would help me feel better right about getting something done and it never helped no and i was like why is this failing <laughs> i'm telling this person to re- remind me about things and like give me a kickstart and it's failing right so it's like <laughs> then you question everything because you're like i really thought this was going to help it's now not so like what is my plan b mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't have a plan b sometimes we're like i guess i'm just on an island and I, but that's when you shift, I think, to really thinking about the intrinsic and seeing, okay, like maybe if I shift to thinking of what will just be rewarding for me and which is to do a good job, not necessarily trying to make someone else notice that good job will be what helps me. So then you try a different way of doing things. Um, but this is, this like concept of intrinsic and extrinsic has always been really challenging because I always thought that extrinsic was bad. I thought that being like extrinsically motivated meant that you felt nothing on the inside. Gosh. (laughs) Can you tell I like jump off deep ends all the time? (laughs) Sid. All the time. But I really did think that I thought that extrinsic motivation meant that like there was nothing like fulfilling within you that so that you had to go to the outside to be like rewarded for something or like someone had to be like breathing down your neck to get something done. But I think that's also a reflection of like the type of thing that you're being motivated to do. So like I think that situationally intrinsic motivation comes from something that you're almost like called to do. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling good about it because you don't need someone to like breathe down your neck to get it done because you're just like I want to do this and that always felt like the better option but there's always going to be stuff that someone needs to like from the external perspective needs to motivate you to do I think that that is almost inevitable there's always stuff that we need to do that we don't want to do and it's really helpful to have kind of a, a set of uh like strategies that will help you complete those tasks that live in the external world. Yeah. And I also think 
thinking about it situationally is important too. Yeah. Like there are certain it takes the shame out of it. Totally. Yeah. Where it's like you're not exclusively it's not like I'm an introvert and you're an extrovert. Like right. you're not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, based on the work that I'm doing here, I feel good about this because I know that I feel satisfied. I'm gonna continue to push myself because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Whereas like sometimes you need motivation to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I wanna do this because, or like I'm gonna give this charitable donation because I know that I'm gonna get a tax benefit at the end of the year. Yeah, Like that's great motivation to get people to give back to the community. (laughs) Not everybody is like, you know what? I'm super passionate about this cause. Let me volunteer all my time to help them and support them and give my money and all of those things. Like right. there are certain scenarios where extrinsic motivation to do things is actually really valuable right. and helpful. And I think it's also like thinking about the person, you know, and like that example, and I immediately put my development hat on when you say stuff like that, because I'm like, what? Like thinking about situations I've been in that you read the person like you read the person and figure out what is their motivation for giving back and then you tailor what you talk about to that motivation and it doesn't make that person like bad or awful but it does like for me help me get to the end goal of having them support whatever it is I'm asking them to support and so it is like it takes a a beat to kind of read the room a little bit and figure out okay how is this person going to be motivated what has been motivating for them in the past and like tucking all those nuggets away to then form like a fully formed um uh pitch or like solicitation or whatever it is for whatever you're asking them to support and I don't think and I think in the past, I've always been like, well, that's bad if it's coming from an external place. But why would I think that? <laughs> Maybe it's just because... you put the thought in your head. <laughs> because that's just the way that I've always been. I think because I have always needed kind of like a push to do stuff, even stuff that I like to do. I mean, realistically, going back to when we started the podcast from the very beginning, I was very extrinsically motivated to get it done. And now I feel like it is... Uh, Like, I needed a buddy like you (laughs) to help me, like, move forward with a thing that I wanted to do. And keep the train moving. Yeah, but wasn't necessarily, like, intrinsically motivated to complete the task. Mm -hmm. Well, I had the best of intentions. It wasn't always that way. So having someone to hold me accountable was really helpful. Now, I will say that I think I'm much more intrinsically motivated to complete the task because I realize how good it feels on the inside to, like put together and make this thing go. Yeah, I love the idea of the motivation piece shifting over time based on like how you're interacting with it. Right. And knowing that it is kind of a fluid thing. Well, and it's like growth mindset versus like, what is it, static mindset or something? We talked about it in a class once. Growth mindset is the way to be. It is the way to be, but it's also like realizing in moments where you're like, is it bad to be extrinsically motivated and to remind yourself like things change? So it's, I mean, and we could apply this to anything that we are trying to be better at or, or we've assigned like a shame to a thing. Um, by thinking like, oh, that can, that can change over time. Like this does not have to be set in stone this way. Yeah. And just talking about it like makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned this, um, I think in one of my past updates, I was uh, reading the book and I'm probably the, the three 
words, smarter, better, faster. It may be a different version of those three (laughs) words. (laughs) But Charles Duhigg wrote it. And one of the things that I loved most is just like the thought process on uh, having people maintain, needing to maintain a locus of control over their own actions. Mm. And even just the appearance of choice helps people feel like they're leading the way yeah like oh that just, totally makes sense and how important that is to like keep people on the train and like keeping them going and feeling like oh i have control over my life mm-hmm. and there there are decisions that i'm making there's an a and a b i'm choosing b your path is gone and then from there there's another a and a b mm-hmm. where do you keep going so it's just interesting to think and knowing all of our friends who have kids and like kind of training them as they're like into becoming being, adults being strong-willed uh adults is like you don't tell them what to do give them a choice right and i think to have that ability especially like as you're forming your brain it i feel like it gives you so much more power in the way that you move through the world because you're thinking about everything being a decision right and that just makes you stronger as like a leader down the road well that decision making factor is so important Mm -hmm. right to be able to pick one and this is like i don't know if any i don't remember did you watch the good place have you watched the good place i did not okay so the good place is great everybody should watch it but one of the characters on that show his like his reason for I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but this was seasons ago. But his reason for going to the bad place is because he could not make a decision. And he was like a philosopher around like the act of making decisions. Like mm-hmm. that was his whole thing and how there were always too many choices. because So he could never pick one. He like was like paralyzed by the decision making process. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give yourself too many, so then it's like also the ability to to edit yourself and say like I only have this many choices. Like I can either go this direction or this direction. There's not like thousands that I could go in because I think once you go that route, then you're overwhelmed and then you can't do anything and you stand still and then you're back in and then you're asking other people to make decisions for you and then you're back at square one. Yeah. So if you keep it like high and tight, like uh, one road A or road B and make them like both compelling arguments and make them both things that you would pick in a perfect world but have to make a decision about then you do have control like then you are making the decision and you're not allowing someone else to like be the reason I guess totally right yeah <laughs> very interesting stuff I just like this topic for me is, is in, honestly like selfishly very personal <laughs> as we know because it's just something I feel like I've always like struggled with is being motivated to do a thing and it's made me question a lot of like the things that I do in my life and so I'm asking myself the question like would living up to someone else's standard be an intrinsic or an extrinsic motivation extrinsic well but like and also like what if you've internalized that standard though so you are saying like I want to do this not for that person but they've like kind of given it to you and you now own it in a positive way in a positive way <laughs> <laughs> let's say it's a positive thing but do you mean that do- to be positive yeah like I do I think yeah I do okay so well, it's we're it's thinking more of it as about, a positive okay so it's more <laughs> about a a scenario in which you're like, here's your legacy. 
I appreciate the path that you've gone down. Right. I want to like honor your way of living life because I see by okay. doing it myself. Yeah. So does that live like I, it lives in both? I think it. Right. I think <laughs> it exists a little bit in both. Yeah, that's fair. But I think also if you're taking it on as like a thing that is something that you value, mm-hmm. then it becomes Yours. intrinsic. Like if it's part of your core values and not like. I need to do this because they told me to. Right. In like an in the, if we're like the scary down way, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the negative track, where it's like I'm just doing this thing because this person like social pressure. Right. Uh, then that becomes extrinsic. That I think would be like a negative intrinsic motivator and like not super positive and kind of scary and not a land we want to go into. Right. Which is also like in all of this leadership. the classes that I'm taking leadership wise, like a lot of what they talk about is transformational leadership and how like it can slide into the really scary zone. So like pseudo transfer transformational is like the bad and transformational is the good. So it's almost thinking of it like that where like, if it's the bad, then we need to recognize it as the bad and like have a moral compass of some kind. But if it's the good, then like allow ourselves to like, be in that space and be like oh okay just because it was influenced by someone doesn't mean it's not within me to want to move forward with it because i think if it's tied to your values as a human being and the things that matter most to you then yes that's like a wonderful beautiful thing and that's real and uh you do have intrinsic motivation (laughs) i just think about this stuff so much If you can tell. Do we need to get you motivated? How, <laughs> how, how do we get you re-motivated to do stuff? Are right. You, how, do we, how do we get on track? Where do we go What's with that? What's the process? Well, and that's what I think, like, that's why I'm glad that we're going, like, how do you stay motivated? And if you've lost motivation, how do you get it back? Totally. Right? Because I think it is a common thing where, like, everybody gets to a point at, in their lives where it's like, do I care about this thing? Well, still? and then it's it like even feels like it like lifts out of intrinsic and extrinsic. It's just like motivation is a concept I now need to like relearn <laughs> and not assign like a way of being to it. I just need to figure out how to do it again. Totally. Um, there was a great article that you actually shared um, called 10 Psychological Tricks to Stay Motivated and Stick with Your Goals. <laughs> Very straightforward. <laughs> really good stuff. Um, but one of the things they talked about around staying motivated is like the big red X chain. Mm-hmm. And they called this like the Seinfeld tactic because one of the thing he talked things he talked about was when he needed to start writing and he needed to write. If he didn't write every day, he would completely stop. And so he got one of those like really big calendars and said, I'm going to put an X every single day that I write. And that feels so simple and small, but you've crossed out a thing, you know how like powerful that is. And so it seems like something really silly and like not something that would be hugely motivating, but like around staying motivated, putting it like a big giant red X every day that you want to do a thing. And it doesn't have to be like an output. It can be something that lives within you, like just thinking a certain way or Mm -hmm. cutting down on something, whatever you want it to be. Um, I think putting the big red X is a great motivator to, to like keep going. Yeah. It's like a consistent counter or tracker. Right. That's like, you're doing it. Right. Like my time hop <laughs> thousand days in. Oh, jeez, That's so scary. Or something. <laughs> yeah. 
or something like that. But that's like one of those things too, where you can also put like a, a arms around it and a caveat around it as well. So it doesn't have to be a thing that then like goes off the rails where you stop entirely because you've done it for too long and you're now burnt out on a thing. Mm -hmm. This also allows you to say like, I'm going to do this for this many days or I'm going to do this every day for like the week and give myself a break and like putting your own rules around it instead of letting it own you. Like you still need to have the power to own it. Yeah. And I, I like this and I, but I'm also like, this would never be effective for me in like daily life. Well, because you hate a you hate a repetitive thing. I hate a repetitive thing, <laughs> and I also hate pressure to do a thing. An external pressure because of pressure. <laughs> um, but I do feel like this would be helpful for things that I'm like trying to get like jump on the bandwagon sure. of like it's not a thing because and I like it with the actual tie to the Seinfeld scenario where like sometimes you just have to write and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect just do it right to like get it out or release or like be consistent because it will make you a stronger writer and i feel like that's a thing that might be actually really helpful for me in my journaling see pursuits yeah or like writing down my recipes (laughs) i have been asking you to do that for i think a year and a half now i'm still i (laughs) That's the thing is, like, I do it when I think of it, but I'm not consistent with it. And I feel like this would be the thing to get me to do it. So do you think it's an everyday thing or do you think it's a when you're cooking thing? Because It has to be an everyday thing. Oh, okay. Because actually when I'm cooking is when I'm, like, creatively inspired. Mm -hmm. And then the writing needs to happen separately from it. I see. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I think that's a good, I mean, not to add more to your plate, but it sounds like you got a few days, like, not doing stuff a week now. <laughs> so Got open time. Maybe this is the time to start, <laughs> which is, I mean, in, it's like anything, right? Like, we talk about habit forming all the time and how it does take time, but I think it's also being smart about the habits that you want to form. We have a tendency, I think, and I don't even think it was because of the podcast, but I think for a little while, I was like, I have to always be so- doing something or I have to be starting something new or making myself better instead of really focusing in on the things that I wanted to get better at and finding creative ways to do them, do that one thing differently. Yeah. Which is also like an option that's on the table that I think we don't always consider. We think it's always got to be something brand new where we can like iterate on totally the same type of thing, which is like a breakthrough that I'm now experiencing. (laughs) The light (laughs) <laughs> when it happens, it feels really good. I'll tell you that. You're having a day. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Um, getting remotivated. I think we always need to remember to be kind to ourselves. So, so important. Right? Like when we fall, and even saying like fall off the bandwagon feels negative. <laughs> Feels like a bad thing. Sounds like it hurts. Sounds like it's like a, like a like a hit to the system in a way that you don't really want. And so I think just remembering that, like, I don't even know how to, like, I don't want to sound like hokey, but it's when you want to do a thing, just because you want to do it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And finding different ways. And again, it's like that iteration, right? Like if a way of doing a thing is not working, but you still are committed to doing that thing take a step back from it, try a different way of doing it. And I feel like that lives in the getting remotivated world. Well, I think that's also where it comes to the switching of 
situational motivation. Like mm-hmm. maybe we're approaching it from an intrinsic way and mm. it's that no longer exists. So what are the things externally that you can do to kick that motivation back up? At least just to like, if it's something that does still matter to you, because I think there is the reality that sometimes like it's okay to let things fall to the wayside if if they're not working. If they're not working, yeah. Absolutely. I think when it comes to this too, staying motivated also ties really closely with continuously feeling like you're able to grow in what you're doing. Oh, so true. And being creatively challenged. And I think getting bogged down uh, by the day-to-day will like stamp that out a bit. Mm -hmm. And so finding ways to like jive that creative energy that you have, whether it's like taking walks and breathing fresh air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even just the act of like walking outside for five minutes will help you solve a problem that right. has been racking your brain and keeping you up at night and so right. getting you back into the flow. Right. It's so amazing what that can do. Um, but other things just like reading reading stuff that you've never read before and like learning about things and people that you wouldn't be uh, faced with or like kind of doesn't come into play in the work that you do Mm -hmm. or or the life that you live or the neighborhood that you're you know going out to eat like expose yourself to to new cultures and new creative experiences to like expand your your brain a bit Mm -hmm. so that you're seeing things that might like spark some joy again you're so right i think sometimes we think that like drilling into a thing more will like release that creative energy instead of walking away from it entirely and doing something totally different i like how many times have we been there where we're like really focused on a thing and for some reason you're hitting that wall and you think that by looking at it harder <laughs> like more answers will come out of it because you're really focused on it and it it just makes you more frustrated and mm-hmm. you're like why am I more frustrated like I'm really focused on it right now like I'm giving it all my energy why isn't it working sometimes you just need to walk away <laughs> right and I almost think like I'm looking at like my bulletin board and I'm thinking okay what can I put on my bulletin board that says like breathe walk outside walk away like as reminders because sometimes I think when we get into the weeds it's really easy to say right now like get up and walk away but we need those reminders of like have you walked today like have you seen the sunshine (laughs) have you been outside at all (laughs) right right exactly like besides coming into work if you're people like us who don't work at home or if you're people that work at home and say like have have i seen the outdoors like have i breathed the fresh air but like it's again like all of this stuff feels so basic but it's something that we have such a hard time doing because when you're stuck in the weeds and your brain is going a thousand miles an hour you don't think of logic you think of like make it better but you don't think outside of what you what might actually make it better so even writing yourself a note and posting it on your like wall in front of your face and saying like go outside or asking yourself these three questions every single day have you gone outside today have you taken a walk and have you like gotten up from your desk? Like doing something like that and having those reminders will help us a lot, I think. Yes. Uh, the other thing, especially when it comes to like staying motivated on a big overwhelming task is taking a step back and breaking things down into chunks because then it's like, oh, 
this is an easy thing. Check it off the to-do list. I'm accomplished. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you slowly but surely are moving forward, Mm -hmm. but you're taking it from, like, this, like, overwhelming, intense, big problem or big scenario that you're probably, you feel like you're ill-equipped, and then just, like, task it out. Yeah. Lay out every piece of the picture and then just break it out into little things so that you have something to work toward in a doable and reasonable time and say like this is what I'm going to do today this is what I'm going to do tomorrow this Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do in two weeks I like it that's one of those things that again like in the moment is hard to come up with so it's it's figuring out like do you need a post-it in front of you that reminds you to chunk it out or like some someone that tells you like, hey, remember you were talking about you wanted to chunk it out and, and that was going to be really helpful. Like I can't even tell you a couple of days ago when I was super fried, I had made a to-do list a couple of days prior and I couldn't move on the to-do list. Like I could not get anything done on it. And it was the first time I think maybe ever that I've been able to like step back and be like, your brain doesn't want to do this today. So don't try to make it do this today just walk the frick away. And it was like hugely um, releasing to allow myself to not push through a thing that like my body was actively asking me to stop doing. And so it was like, and I had chunked it out and I had done that and like, but I came back to it and was so thankful that the chunks exist, like existed in the way that they did because, because my brain couldn't do it that day. It could do it the following day and having it broken out into chunks was hugely helpful in saying like, okay, my brain is now ready to do this and it's now ready to take it in bite-sized pieces. And that is really helpful. And it helps you just feel like you said earlier in control of the decisions that you're making because you have made the choice to create decisions. <laughs> yes. And all of those things are really helpful. <laughs> that's actually, that's awesome. Cause it's like a little bit, it's a combo of two things. It's like take a break, but also know that you can tackle these things reasonably. And sometimes it's okay to just be like, today's not the day. Right. Right. And like, please walk away and like give your brain a break and don't make it do something that will not be a good end result because, and honestly, like the following day felt like a breeze to do them when the day before it felt like a mountain Mm -hmm. to get over. It was wild. Yeah. (laughs) Super wild. I love the idea too of uh, using your accountability partners and this type of thing of like, who is it that you know that you can talk to, to like give you that burst of energy or, it give you the advice that you need to keep going um, because I think those people matter a lot in the combining of the intrinsic and the extrinsic of like, I know I'm working toward this thing that I care deeply about, but right. who are the people that also have those motivating similarities yep. or at least like exist in the same world as me and will be my cheerleader? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It really is. And I feel like the best things I've done are because I've had an accountability partner and like call them your square squad, call them your bestie, call them your family, whatever they are, like that's what they're serving as. And I think acknowledging them as that, whether to them or not, helps you remember that you have people in those moments where you really need them. And like that can be hugely motivating to say, okay, I've got someone on my team and we can do this together. Yeah. 
And I really love this idea, like kind of being a continual conversation that we talk about with our community. Yes. Uh, also known as community. Because <laughs> I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I liked it. I was into it. <laughs> um, because I I really, I have, <clears throat> I haven't talked about it out loud, but have thought about it of like this idea of things being fluid and kind of going in and out of like being okay with things existing in your world and being motivated in different ways and how you show up for that. I love it. uh, The idea of that being a continuous process Mm -hmm. and working with it and working with the people around you and taking a break and kind of coming back to things and seeing how it ebbs and flows yeah is really cool and so like that theme of this conversation is is motivating for me it really is and it allows like it makes me think okay like we're not stuck in a box like we can all change things things can be situational versus like personality driven and that's okay and that we don't need to over like because you know i have a tendency to overthink it yeah and you 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 can just like let it be what it is and let it be that ebb and flow like you said it can be like fluid and change and grow with you um and that's exciting but yeah we'd love to always continue this conversation and you can find us on instagram at queen underscore speaking and you can find us on the internet at queenspeaking.com slash 90 two shall we break let's break